It's the Firm Foundation Media Podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to Firm Foundation Media's podcast. This is the Magic Time Podcast. Podcast dedicated to all things Moncton Magic. Member of the National Basketball League of Canada. Very pleased to be joined once again by the head coach and general manager of the Moncton Magic. This is Coach Joe Salerno. Uh, First of all, Coach... You've got a couple of games under your belt now. Um, a lot of teams were playing last week uh, and got some games under their belt on the schedule. You guys are kind of waiting around and building towards your home opener on Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, uh, a tight game, but uh, a gritty St. John Edge team, St. John's Edge team, I should say, came out on top. And then uh, you had to make a road trip over to Charlottetown and take on a familiar foe in the Island Storm and a, more of a high scoring affair but again the home side Island Storm came out on top so as you look back over the last few days and those first couple of games uh, what are some reflections what are some thoughts well I think I mean obviously we're <clears throat> we're disappointed with the 0-2 start you know I think we've uh, we've set a very high expectation for our team and I you know I think that's kind of the feeling around Moncton a little bit and around the league that um, you know expectations are pretty high based on, you know, our team on paper and, and what it is. So, you know, we're disappointed with the start, but it certainly identified an awful lot of things uh, that we need to continue to improve on, you know, which is what all teams kind of go through early on in the season. Um, you know, I think either one of those games could have gone, you know, either way for the most part, but we, we really didn't play uh, all that well uh, in either game. You know, I think the, the first game, it was interesting. Um, you know, we really struggled off. I mean, we were we went ice cold in the fourth quarter, and, and really had a hard time kind of finding our tempo and our rhythm. Uh, you know, and the score reflected that in a very very low scoring game for what what I anticipate our team to do offensively. And then uh, you know it was kind of the other side of the coin uh, on the islands uh, last night, where you know our offense was, was certainly going. You know, you scored 116 points, you're going to put yourself in a position to win, uh, but we really didn't execute defensively. So. Lots of stuff to uh, to work on, you know, but we're certainly glad it's uh, pretty pretty young in the season here. Well, indeed, and you and I had an opportunity to talk uh, at the Moncton Coliseum prior to the game on Wednesday, and and you know we we both kind of talked about the fact that you know you can practice, you can scrimmage, you can have uh, exhibition games, whatever, but until you get a chance to actually get on the floor and execute your offensive sets, your defensive schemes, it's hard to really know what you're going to be dealing with. And, of course, you know, the St. John's team that came in, they had been on the road. They had been kind of banding together, having all those road games, and they had a little bit of time under their belt. Um, how much did you see a little bit of, I don't know if you want to call it game rust or whatever, but how much did you see in that first game perhaps um, some things being affected on the team in terms of not having real game action to play on some of the things that you guys do both ends of the floor? Well, I think there was quite a bit of it. I mean, I, I think every team is going to go through that in their first game. Um, you know, you could just tell guys weren't quite on the same page, you know, specifically offensively, um, you know, that, that first game. And I think, you know, the more games you play, obviously the more comfortable everybody gets with each other. Um, just kind of understanding when you're playing live competition, it, it is much different than, than what you may see in practice. Um, you know, that's not to take anything away from the edge. I mean, I, I was I was very impressed with the way they played, the way they played all, all four of their uh, games here, all on the road. Uh, it was a tough team. They executed very well, and I think that was a big difference in the game. You know, some of that is going to come with, yeah, they had played a couple games, but, 
you know, we still led in that game for about 38 minutes. And, um, you know, really no excuse not to, to finish that one off and, and, uh, and get a, a home opener win. No, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. You guys were right there. And for the most part, um, you had led for the majority of the game. It wasn't until sometime in that third quarter that the edge got their first lead. And you guys would seem to pull away five point, six point lead, double digits at one point, but the edge just wouldn't go away. Maybe one or two things that you really point a finger at down the stretch in that fourth quarter that were was the difference for the Magic in not being able to turn the tide and come out with a win. Yeah, I mean, really, really two things. I mean, one, we, we didn't knock down shots. You know, I mean, we went we went zero of eight from three in the fourth quarter, and we were four of eighteen from the floor. Um, you know, I, I don't see that happening very often uh, for our team. Of course, some of that was attributed to um, the edge and then the way they played defensively. You can't take that away from them. Um, you know, and the second thing for me, it almost you almost kind of got this feeling, I think, with some of the hype and, and the buzz around the team. And, you know, there was certainly some pressure to win that game and to kind of show people that this is a new team, you know, a new organization in Moncton. Um and it was almost as if you, you kind of got the sense we were we were playing not to lose instead of playing to win. You know, I know that's a cliche, but but uh, I sense that I sense some tension in the guys in the shots we were taking in that fourth quarter. And um, you know, I think the guys were really concerned about dropping the home opener rather than just focusing on what we had to continue to do on the court. So uh, I think those are the two biggest takeaways from uh, from that fourth quarter and how that game slipped away. But there were certainly some positives to take away from that game as well. Before I mention maybe a couple of things that I'd like you to comment on. Uh, for you, what were some positives uh, uh, on the takeaway side and on the good side of things, I guess, for your team in that first game? You know, I'll be totally honest. I, I don't think there were a whole lot of positives from that first game. Um, I think the biggest positive was we, we kind of got the home opener out of the way. <laughs> we kind of got <laughs> out on the court um, and, and, you know, got that first kind of experience under our belts. You know, whether it was a win or loss, I was, I was very glad to kind of get that out of the way. Um, you know, obviously Terry Thomas, you know, played pretty well, and, and Terry kind of does what, you know, what Terry does, and he played extremely hard and, and made a lot of things happen out on the court. Um, you know, I was pretty pleased with, with the play of Marquise Clayton, you know, as a rookie in his, his first pro game. I thought uh, I thought he played fairly well, um, you know, that first game against Cape Brighton, but, uh, or excuse me, against uh, the edge. But, you know, realistically, there, there, there wasn't a lot of positives for us to take away from that game, uh, which was frustrating. You know, but I, but I thought there certainly was some positives to take away from from last night, and we took a step forward uh, with the game against the Storm. Well, there's a region you're the coach, coach, and those were the two <laughs> main positives that I was going to kind of toss at you was the play of Terry Thomas. You know, he's right now. I know it's only two games in, but he's leading you in uh, the majority of the uh, the categories: re, uh, points per game at 24, rebounds per game at nine and a half, and uh, he's shooting almost 50 percent from the floor. So he was one and the other. Just because I'm familiar with him, certainly from covering the Atlantic University sport in the St. Mary's Huskies, was Marquise Clayton. Uh, David Tingley and I, uh, David, my broadcast partner, had talked about Marquise coming in. And uh, he came in, and his first possession, first shot, he hit a three. And he didn't seem phased at all by the bright lights and uh, his first pro game. So you definitely touched on those. But maybe, you know, we, we talked about your rookies, you and I, before the game on, on Wednesday night. And, and, you know, you've got a, a good dose of rookies in this lineup, all Canadians. But, you know, after your first couple of games, how are you feeling about your rookies, including Clayton? 
I feel really good about Marquise. You know, I think Marquise, he, he is. I mean, nothing really phases him, and that's just the, the toughness that he brings. And um, like I said, early in training camp, he showed me that he was going to be able to play at this level, and, and, you know, I certainly have confidence in him to do that. So uh, I think I've been pleased with his play so far. Uh, Denzel Taylor, I think, will be very solid for us. Um, I think Denzel will probably see more time uh, tomorrow as he's one of our bigs that allows us to kind of switch things out a little more against the storm playing small ball. Um, and, you know, I mean, Kevin Farrell Thomas got his first look, you know, last night. I thought he was pretty solid uh, in the minutes that, that he went out and played on. So, you know, Kevin and Ashanti uh, Day will probably have to – we're going to bring along a, probably a little bit slower pace. Um, but, but you know, again, they're, they're learning and, uh, and they're young, um, and I think they'll be just fine. Uh, Mark Keith has been very solid, and, and I think he's up as well. Now – Let's talk about the couple of games that you've got coming up. Um, well, you know what? Let's let's um, we just talk a little bit about the game versus the edge. But uh, you know, I know Anthony Anderson uh, got his legs under him a little bit in that second game over on the island. But maybe a couple of other um, things that stood out with you for your team in that game versus uh, the Island Storm. We executed much better offensively, which I think created a lot more open shots. You know, we got Corey Allman good looks, you know, in the first half. I thought we gave Double A some more space to kind of work without on the floor, and and he was able to create quite a bit. Um, You know, I think we had six or seven guys in double figures, you know, uh, over on the island. So I think that just showed that we're kind of coming along and moving in the right direction because we have a lot of weapons, and and a lot of those weapons were, were in play. Uh, the other night, you know, that was to me the biggest positive takeaway from from the game with the storm. Uh, I saw improvements there on the offensive end. I saw more continuity, guys on the same page. Um, you know, obviously from a defense perspective, uh, we struggled. You know, we really struggled execution wise. Um, the storm have some some great individual talent. Um, you know, Franklin Session uh, is. I mean, that was my first look at him up close and personal. And, you know. Already right now, he's a guy that certainly should be in that newcomer of the year uh, conversation in the NBL Canada. Just extremely talented player that we really struggled with all night. He was his ability to, to break us down and uh, get into the lane and then either score the basketball or, or find the open man when we had to help on him. Um, and that was tough. It was something we struggled with. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's what we're all about in film today and just seeing where we did break down defensively and, um, you know, we'll make improvements from that in, in practice tonight. Well, you certainly mentioned uh, Sessions. He'll be a guy that you're looking at tomorrow. Devon Maxwell had a big game for the Storm as well. So let's look ahead to tomorrow's contest, uh, 7 p.m. Atlantic time tomorrow night at the Moncton Coliseum, the back end of the home at home with the Island Storm. Uh, What are you doing in preparation, and what would you like to see, other than obviously getting the victory, what would you like to see happen differently tomorrow night on a couple of fronts that you feel are going to make the difference for the Magic tomorrow night? in that second game against the Storm? Well, we, we, we have to make adjustments on, you know, how we're defending penetration. Um, you know, the Storm plays a, a wide-open game, uh, and they really rely on, on dribble penetration and, um, you know, drawing help defenders and then kicking out and, and knocking down shots. Um, you know, we have to adjust and, and defend uh, much better this game. Uh, especially when it just comes to the communication of, of who to help off of, who not to, you know, who we have to just kind of challenge at the rim in a one-on-one setting. You know, all those type things are things that we'll be talking about today in film and, and like I said, working on in practice. Um, you know, like I said, we scored enough points to win that game and, and really defensively 
we just had too many breakdowns. Um, and again, I, I, I do credit the Storm. They, they absolutely have some, some dynamic players who are very tough to defend off the dribble. Um, we got to bear down and, and get down and kind of guard our own. You know, that's a term that you have to use when you're playing a team like, like the Storm. You have to be able to defend your own guy and, and not bring too much help because they have shooters all over the perimeter. Um, it was just interesting how that game went. You know, I thought we defended the three-point line really well. In the first half, I think they were one for 13 from three. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, the second half, they go eight of 15 from three, you know. So that's what they can do. If they're knocking down shots, they can be a very dangerous team. Um, and we just have to get better defensively uh, in a hurry. So, again, that game will be 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, it should be great anytime. Uh, well, first of all, it's a, a regional rival, but... Anytime you have the back end of a home-at-home, there's usually uh, a little bit of extra intensity and a little extra bit of jam. So that should definitely be a good one tomorrow night at the Moncton Coliseum. I would encourage folks to get their tickets if they haven't got them already and come out and see the game. Uh, There was a nice crowd on hand the other night for the Wednesday night home opener. And then uh, after tomorrow night, it's kind of a quick turnaround uh, as you've got the 2 p.m. Atlantic start on Sunday afternoon where you take on a Cape Breton Highlanders team who have made some improvements in the offseason, but they have yet to have uh, some luck on the victory side of things. So what do you look for in that game on Sunday as you look ahead to the Highlanders? Yeah, you know, that, that's a, it's a really difficult turnaround, you know, playing at 7 o'clock the night before to a 2 o'clock game the next day, especially when the 2 o'clock game is against an opponent you haven't seen yet. Um, so, I mean, we really have to be focused on kind of ourselves. Um, you know, obviously we'll have a, a very brief scouting report and maybe a quick film session on Cape Breton on, on Sunday morning. You know, but all of our focus is on the storm right now. So preparing for, for Cape Breton um, can be difficult, you know, in that quick turnaround. So we have to rely on, on ourselves and, and focusing on ourselves and our execution and, and um, you know, be looking to go into that game, playing these guys straight up and then making adjustments on the fly you know, based on what they're doing well or, or, you know, what personnel is hurting us in what way. Um, so, you know, like I said, it, it, the Sunday game with Cape Breton, they have made some improvements. You know, they have a great backcourt with, with Daquan Brooks and, and Duke Mundy. And, um, you know, I think they're a feisty team who's been in two ball games, and, you know, unfortunately hasn't come out on top, you know, very similar to our start. So, you know, every, every game, every night in this league, uh, if you don't come to play, you, you, can, you can take a loss. Um, so, like I said, it's going to be a, a very uh, tough weekend. And, it, again, it's certainly kind of a, a, a test, and uh, we'll see how we come out. And to that end, you know, the NBL season, uh, it's long on the one hand, but it's actually lightning quick on the other, a 40-game regular season. But certainly in the early stages, uh, you know, you don't want to press any kind of a panic button when you haven't got a victory. I know none of the teams are doing, are doing that when you look down the uh, – the win-loss records of the teams. I mean, there's still a couple of teams who have only played one or two games. But talking about the team, you know, we we know that it's a good mix of veterans uh, and rookies. But, you know, through the first couple of games, what's the pulse of your team? You know, how are they feeling? What are the guys saying to one another, you know, in the locker room and even during practice? I think, I think we're still in a good place. You know, I think obviously there were some frustrations because, you know, guys – the guys on our team respect each other and they know what they've done in this league and, and um, you know, they know what each other's capable of. You know, so to come out with, with two losses our first two games, is um, there's, there's a lot of frustration. You know, there was certainly some frustration last night uh, during the game, um, you know, as we kind of saw a lead, small lead slip away. Um, 
but you know, after the game, it still seemed like there was a positive. Hey, you know, it's it's two games. We have stuff to work on. You know, we're going to be fine. And and I also believe that. I still have all the faith in the world in our guys, and uh, certainly no no panic button on my end at all. Um, but we have absolutely identified some serious issues that we have, and, and you really weren't going to find out those issues until you played a couple games. Um, and now it's just completely on us, you know, that we've identified those problems to fix them. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Like I said, four games in our first five games is, is, a, is a tough way to open a season. Uh, you are being thrown into a fire. And, you know, I think whenever you're thrown into a fire, you know, you, you learn from it. <laughs> you certainly learn from it. And, uh, and that's all I'm kind of focused on right now is learning from my mistakes and, and trying to stay positive and continue to move forward. Well, certainly one thing that I noticed in that game Wednesday night, you know, during stretches where, for various reasons, things weren't going the way of the Magic, something that I noticed with the guys on the floor is that there was no finger-pointing, there was no uh, blame game, so to speak. Everybody was kind of recognizing, you know, yep, that was on me, and they really seemed to want to work on it. So I know it was a loss, and, and you know, then same thing in uh, Charlottetown the next night, but... From what I witnessed courtside calling that game Wednesday night, um, from my perspective, I like what I saw. There was a lot of uh, unselfish play, and, and guys were, you know, stepping up. And if, if you know, they didn't execute on a play, they were taking the ownership of it. And, uh, I mean, maybe just to comment on that and, and how you think that that's going to help your team through the season. Yeah, I think that, that does come with, again, the veteran presence that we have. And, you know, that's another reason why I'm, I'm not overly concerned. I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed, but I'm not, I'm not concerned. Um, you know, guys on, on our team, they've been around the game long enough. You know, I think most of them kind of understand that, you know, pointing fingers and, and, and playing the blame game, you know, in the middle of a, of a game or in between plays, you know, it, all it does is set you back another step. Um, you know, we want our players to hold each other accountable, uh, but we want them to do it in a manner that is, you know, going to going to have some positive outcome from it. And um, yeah, I, I think I think the same. You know, and, and that was one of the things I said early on. You know, I love the character of the team that we have, but of course, everything's been going well. Well, now we've, we've dropped our first two games, and you know, a lot of people would say things aren't going well. Um, so let's kind of see how we react to that and how we handle that adversity. And um, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna be fine with it. I think we need to make some adjustments uh, defensively here, but I but I really like what we did offensively and, and we've been in a position to win two games um, we just have to close the deal and th- this team is going to take a little bit of time because there are a lot of talented pieces and when you're trying to fit those talented pieces together there's some growing pains um, and you know we've started those growing pains a little bit I'm sure they're not totally over yet uh, but that's okay you know you're only going to improve from that well uh, my dear departed father taught me very early in life coach it's not how you start it's how you finish and I know from my perspective, uh, I'm very much enjoying what I see in this team, and I, I think uh, things are only going to get better and grow from here. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I feel the same way. Well, Coach, listen, we're very excited about getting back on that beautiful new floor at the Coliseum in Moncton tomorrow night for your 7 p.m. start against the Island Storm. Uh, we certainly thank you for your time. I know that's a real good fan base there in Moncton, and Definitely encourage folks to get out and see the product in person because it's a fantastic game on the floor, but it's also a, a wonderful fan experience in the stands as well. Coach, Absolutely, yeah. No, we look forward to it. Coach, listen, thank you so much for your time and uh, look forward to chatting with you pregame tomorrow night. And uh, thank you again for uh, being a 
willing participant, I hope you're a willing participant anyway, in the Magic Time podcast. We look forward to speaking with you all throughout the season, Coach. Okay, thanks a lot, Scott. Perfect. That's Coach Joe Salerno, also the general manager of the Moncton Magic. Once again, a reminder, they will be back on the floor in Moncton tomorrow evening, November the 25th. That's a Saturday, 7 p.m. Atlantic. Make sure you're there to check out the game. It should be a good one against the Island Storm. Take care, Coach, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Firm Foundation Media Podcast.